Good morning, Steeler fans, and welcome to another episode of Yeah, I Said It. It's a little bit early on the West Coast, a little bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Hope you guys enjoyed that scintillating performance by the Pittsburgh Steelers last night. Before I jump into this latest episode of Yeah, I Said It, I want to give a big shout-out to Jeff Hartman, the editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and my co-host, on the standards standard want to give a big shout out to Dave Schofield who's actually at the game and if you guys were watching the game there was a big guy with a Kylo Ren Star Wars mask on and if you see that fellow that was Jeff excuse me that was Dave and if you get a picture or a screenshot make sure you uh you know you share it with the website behind curtain.com and uh because you know he wants to see the picture of course everybody wants to see themselves on tv and big up to jared devil who said he saw the helmet so uh you know dave is a superstar and that might be a requirement for dave to wear on the program every single time so dave i'm throwing it out there i used to wear the mask last year after steeler victories so you might want to wear uh, the helmet. Actually, yeah, I think I did it after Steeler victories last year. I, I might pass on the mask. And I don't know if uh, you guys out there are aware that I used to wear a, a meal mascaras, um, a, 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 Libre, a Libradores Steelers mask that I used to wear last year on the program. So I think I might pass that honor over to Dave. And Dave might have to wear the mask or his Kylo Ren helmet on the Stat Geek Show. And make sure you're checking out the Stat Geek Show. We've got a ton of podcasts that we're bringing you guys. So I hope you enjoy all the content. If you want to hear our, our, our thoughts on the game, check out the post-game show that ran, I believe, earlier this morning. We did it last night. Make sure you check out that. Um, also, one thing I'm going to do on these shows on the live show because it's on Saturday and it may fluctuate between like Friday and Saturday. Like next week, we're going to do it on Friday because the preseason games on Saturday. I want to, I want to kind of divide the content up. I don't want to always talk about uh, breaking down Sunday's game or stuff like that, because it might be, it might make it too time sensitive where there's no reason for you to listen to the program. If you're not, you know, after the game is played. So we're going to try to keep it, uh, you know, we try to keep it split up where I get into my take and then we can talk about the game. But definitely, in your, if you're in a live chat, you know, hit me with some questions and we can absolutely talk about what you thought last night. Um, <laughs> big up to Dave. Dave chimed in uh, that he can't wear the helmet and the headset. He's tried. But Dave, as the Oracle, I know you will find a way because you are strong with the force. Uh, writing articles as late in the morning or as early in the morning as you did, uh, you definitely have the force. So, uh, you know, we'll think about it. You know, we'll try to get that done. But on this episode of Yeah, I Said It, it's entitled Chemistry is Overrated. And I say that because when you look at training camp stuff and you start reading all the articles uh, there are narratives I, I think that try uh, that are spun and that are pushed by a variety 
of media sources and, and shauna yvette said the helmet can't fit his ego dave hey hey shauna must know something that i don't know but there are narratives that are, are that are spun by the media and this chemistry narrative is one that's being sung or, or spun right now and it's going to grow more and more and it's going to be louder and louder because of Mr. Third and Fifth's recent antics in Oakland. If you guys want to ask me a, a couple of questions about that, but me and Dave, or excuse me, me and Jeff are definitely going to get into that in tomorrow's The Standard is a Standard show. So so I, I'll touch a few questions, but you know, I'll leave my thoughts on that uh, later for tomorrow. And the reason I say chemistry is overrated is because chemistry don't win you shit. All chemistry wins you is you're a nice guy or you're a nice team. They get along. I root for the Steelers because I'm from Pittsburgh. It's in my DNA. It's in my blood. One, five, two, three, three, Manchester to the day I die. That's why I root for the Steelers. Win, lose, whatever. But look, we ain't happy when they lose. And guess what teams that are high in chemistry are typically? Teams that change uniform colors in the offseason, like the Jets. Teams that change coaches all the time, like the Jets and the Cardinals. And teams that rely on fan promotions for fans to like the team. This is Pittsburgh. And the one thing I want to say is, we in the winning. Now, to Austin Hall's point, Chemistry is vital in the off offensive line. There's never been a question about chemistry in terms of the offensive line. They're locked in. But you know what's more important than chemistry? is talent. Talent is more important than chemistry. But let me read some of the quotes that some of the players have said. And this is on Steelers.com. And that's one thing I'm going to do. If I quote something, I'm going to give you the source. Uh, because sometimes guys try to create their own narratives online and stuff as well, and I'm not going to be that guy. I'm, I'm going to give you the source. I'm always be honest on this program, and I'm going to give you the source. So this is what receiver James Washington said. I would say the team aspect has improved. Offense and defense, we're a lot closer these years. You can see us chatting it up between periods. Offense and defense messing around with each other. We had it last year, but I'm seeing a lot more of it this year. That makes you want to be here with those guys, joke around all the time, even sitting around after snack, everybody talking, sharing stories. That's great. That's awesome. But you know what? If those guys are missing tackles, you know what we're going to say. Instead of sharing stories, why don't – why don't you get your ass and watch some film and get in your playbook and make some tackles or make some catches? And speaking of James Washington, what I'ma let him say whatever he says. Because if he balls like he did last night, oh, it's on and cracking. Let me pop my collar. It's on and popping, baby. It's on and popping if he plays like that. He showed out. Let me get, let me jump into something that Stefan Tewitt said. 
Everybody worked out hard before they got here and everybody came to work. You can see it. You can see us meshing on the field. Center Marquise Pouncey. It's the chemistry. Everyone seems like they are enjoying football now. The daily grind gets to you sometimes, but whenever you're having fun with the guys, it's always good. Josh Dobbs. I think as a team, it's the camaraderie, the competitiveness. Guys are working together, whether it's defensive backs and receivers. They're competing, talking about how people can get better. So what did they do last year? I mean, when I hear stuff like that, what the hell did they do last year? What did they do the year before? So, so the way we're supposed to believe it as fans on the outside watching the game is whenever they win, the camaraderie is great. Whenever they lose, it's bad. And I'm going to tell you, that's full of bull caca. That's not real. You know, that's, that's not real. To the Dwayne Dunk, uh, I, I'm terrible at names. So, Dwayne, I, I apologize. To Dwayne Duncan Tell's point, more of a family atmosphere, the team which plays into chemistry. And, and that's fine. It, that's fine. But I'm going to guess what? At your jobs, y'all ain't got to like each other to perform to your highest capability and standards. And guess what motivates you at your job? And it's the same thing that should motivate them at their job. You want to eat steak. You want to eat steak. When your kid wants them J's like they want the J's, you want to be able to get your kid the J's. You want to not eat top ramen, scrambled eggs, and sriracha. You don't want to eat that. So that's what motivates you. And that's the same thing that should be motivating them. They don't want to bag groceries at Whole Foods. Piggly Wigglies. That's for my Southern listeners. Publix for my Southern listeners. Kroger's. Giant Eagle. They don't want to bag groceries. They don't want to get uh, produce. And big up to Logan DiLorenzo. Sriracha is fired up. You can't put sriracha on everything. And I did have some sriracha wings last night that was straight up fire. You know, big up to all the sriracha lovers. I should wear a sriracha shirt on the show. But to my promise last week, before I digress just a bit, new lid. Uh, this is the the throwback lid, not really the throwback lid, uh, but, but, you know, just a little little something here. You know, I'm going to be rocking new lids every week, but look. That's right, Giant Eagles. Yeah, that's Giant Eagles. Big up to Logan DeLorenzo again. Giant Eagles, that's, that's the market I grew up. They didn't have, uh, uh, what they had, they, they had more Giant Eagles in the north side than Kroger's, but that's the market that I definitely, um, uh, oh, oh, and big up to Dwayne. Yes, thank you. Uh, uh, now, Dwayne, I won't get your name right twice, so I'm going to start calling you DD. You're going to be double D on the show for now when you chime in because since I got it right, I got my hole in one on your last name, so I'm not going to try it again. So big up to DD. What's up, Poppin' Vodka Drinker? So, again, chemistry is just chemistry. That's just No, they're just spinning that. And that's not to say that going to work in a bad environment may not affect your performance or your morale. But the standard, if the standard is the standard and we're holding them to that standard as fans, 
then the standard is to perform and play at your best regardless of the situation. Chemistry and great chemistry is just icing on the cake. If it's there, it's there. But the requirement is to win. And that's, I think, the problem, you know, I, I think with the current media and what we talk about in the media. And yes, for a second, I'm going to play old middle-aged guy and talk about nostalgic stuff. So if you're, let's say, 30 and below, I apologize uh, for doing this. But back in the day, we never heard about chemistry. That just wasn't talked about. That was behind the ropes material for all my golfers. Big up to Jeff outstanding golfer himself that was behind the ropes that wasn't necessarily out there for public consumption but as the nfl now has become into a 365 24 7 sport that's covered a lot of the filler has to be has to be filled in with stories about chemistry and and, and stuff that may not directly impact the performance and the outcome that you see every Sunday. So that's where that comes about. Like we didn't know, like we don't know about the personal relationships between players to a large extent on the steel curtain teams. We just know they won and they kick folks arses. And that's why a part of the reason why we love the black and gold. That, that's, that's what we know about. That's what we care about. When you're looking back in the history books and the annals, you ain't saying, oh, oh dang, man, that, that team was awesome. The chemistry was great. Yeah, but they were 4-12. and 12. That, That's not what it is. When you look back at the great teams, all the championship teams, you ain't looking at them going, oh, man, that chemistry and camaraderie was great. When you look at the highlights and the videos, they're not saying, oh, the chemistry and camaraderie was great. Guess what you're watching? You're watching clips of them making hits and great plays. And what does it take to do that, to make great catches, great touchdown passes, hits, win games? It takes talent. Talent trumps chemistry. Chemistry is overrated. Number five, who was running around last night making all these hits. What was he doing? What is he? He is talented. Ulysses Gilbert running around cracking folks. Talented. Mark Barron, talented. Juju, Talented James Washington doing his thug fizzle last night, making that step that we want to see from year one to year two. What is that? That's talent. Justin Lane getting beat every play, looking like he has no talent. But you might read that he's a nice guy, and I bet you won't care. Josh Dobbs looking like he has no talent, but the chemistry is great. So, again, chemistry is absolutely overrated. Don't fall in it. Don't fall for it. And like one of the guys on or, or big up to Logan, like Logan said, 
all of this. And Logan's question was, do you think all of the chemistry talk is just taking shots at Mr. Third and Fourth? Absolutely. And I don't know if you guys listened to uh, one of the earlier episodes of Yeah, I Said It, and I was trying to teach you guys a way of how to rip a guy passively, aggressively, and not take the hit yourself. So every time they talk about chemistry, they are following a rule that I detail about how to do it. What you do is, if you, you want to rip a guy, to Logan's point, try this at your job, Logan. Just little jabs. If you want to rip a guy, never say their name. A guy or a woman at your job, never say their name in your critique. Just talk about the events that they were associated with instead of naming their name when you say it. So don't say, ah, man, that Jeff, I really don't like that guy. You know, he's really happy all the time when we do the podcast. I wish he would criticize the Steelers more. Instead, you do it like this. You know, when analysts are always happy about the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't think it's an honest approach in terms of what we're trying to give to the fans. The fans require honest analysis. analysis, And sometimes that means you have to be a little bit negative. You see how that sounded? I love Jeff, but you see how I just ripped Jeff? I ripped Jeff and didn't say Jeff's name. So, to your point, Logan, yes, all of it is a dig. All of it is a dig. Every little bit of it. It is an absolute dig to Mr. Third and Fifth, Mr. Skin Flap, Mr. I went into a cryo chamber with no socks, Mr. Mr. Helmet Dude. Head case with the head case. Let me just not get into it. We're going to talk more about Mr. 35th on Sunday show. Absolutely, we're going to talk about it on Sunday show. But if you guys have any questions in the live chat about the game or anything you stop, you know, this can kind of be, we could take this last half of the program to be our post, 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 post game show. But definitely you guys got to absolutely, um, Check out our post game that we put up last night. So let me look through the group chat and also want to say we have the super chat feature. So if you have a question of me about this whole thing about chemistry is overrated and talent trumps it all the time. Ask me a question. Use the super chat feature. That'll bump your question up to the top. You know, small contribution to the program. You do that. Uh, you know, you can get your question asked first. It'll bump into the top of the line. We'll jump into the questions. If you don't do it that way, we have to kind of sort through it. And as I see it, I jump into the question. So if you want to use a super chat feature, um, go ahead and do it. We encourage you to do that. So let me jump into some of the questions. Um, Cree, big up to Cree Ickies. And, and Cree says or made the statement, it's time for the Steelers to concentrate on playing their best football. Quit playing to the level of other teams. I agree. And to that point, I'm going to expand it. It's time for them to get away from any passive-aggressive mentions of Mr. 35th, chemistry talk, any of that. It is time for them to play football and just focus in and focus in to the task at hand. I think she's absolutely right. And to the show, and to, and to, just to dig back into the show that I did last week about why you shouldn't believe any of 
the narrative that you see spun about guys in camp and why training camp stuff just doesn't matter and you need to just watch the football games. Did you guys see Benny Snell Jr.? Think about all of the stuff that you've heard about Benny Snell Jr. Benny Snell Jr. football. Let's just say this. If there was a picture of lateral quickness in the dictionary, Benny Snell Jr., his picture would not be in it. I thought Benny Snell Jr., I don't want to kill the kid. It was his first game. I thought he looked terrible. I thought everything that I read about Benny Snell Jr. did not show up on film in the game. No burst, no lateral quickness, slow to the hole, a bit indecisive. I thought he was better on special teams. So that that's why you got to watch the games. And so big up to Jazzy Prince 333. She asked the question, how do you define chemistry? She said chemistry to me means how teammates play together and how much the teammates know each other's game so they can be on the same page. I would agree. Now that's important, but that's not the chemistry that they're talking about, Jazzy P. Jazzy Fizzles, that's not the chemistry that they're talking about. They're talking about how you like each other off the field. So if chemistry is tied into the performance on the field, I'm all for it. Chemistry matters. And chemistry does trump talent in that case. But not the stuff that they're talking about. They're talking about off-field stuff. And the chemistry you're talking about is talking about what someone on the live chat talked about earlier about the offensive line. It's chemistry, but they're talking about friendistry. Yes, I just invented that word. Mark the tape. Friendistry. Friendistry. That's what they're talking about, not on field chemistry so let me jump through a couple of things here let me let me try to grab someone that i haven't uh talked to, about earlier in a live chat grayson brown said mason rudolph and ola changed my mind last night they are great draft picks mason made offense look different ola made defense look aggressive ola looked fantastic ola is the living definition of quick twitch like if you want like if beanie snell jr is the opposite of explosive uh, opposite of lateral quickness, Ola is all of those. He has been given physical gifts on loan from God. Ola is a quick twitch monster. Ola is just going to have to add polish to his game if he wants to be an every down backer in the future. He's going to have to be able to drop in coverage. And he's going to have to be a little bit smarter situationally. He can't allow himself at a couple of plays get hooked where he took himself out of the running game. But in terms of potential, it's dripping off Ola. And Mason Rudolph looked fantastic. The offense was popping. It was sizzling. It was cracking. You saw a different energy with the offense when he came in. His movement in the pocket, pocket awareness, gaining those little extra time to throw, keeping his head up, the little movement to gain space in the pocket and still get his head up and click the touchdown pass was excellent. He looks like he's been in the lab. He's been messing with the Brunson Burns and his chemistry and adding a little stuff here and a little twinkle of this here to uh, to make the solution seem a little bit better. He's been in the lab. But again, chemistry, 
or friendistry is overrated. Overrated. Absolutely overrated. Let me jump back in here. Uh, Vodka Drinker said about Justin Lane, Lane needs to lose the college cushion. That ain't going to work in the AFC North. You know why Lane had the college cushion? He didn't want to get run past. He didn't want to get beat on, on top of him, a ball completed over his head. You know, he, he was playing tentative and pretty scared. But, you know, I'm going to give him and Benny Snell Jr. hopefully the benefit of the doubt in their first game. And Justin Lane played, I think, the entire game. And that means they really want to get a long, hard look of Justin Lane. And, and so I, I think he will improve. I, I think to Shanna Yvette's point, he has a long, long, long way to go. Uh, Shanna Yvette also talked about Devin Bush, 10 tackles, 7 solo. She said he's going to be a pro bowler. Let me ask you guys. What did you, who, who, were, who were the most impressive people that you saw in the game last night, I, I I wrote on the show or I wrote some notes and, and on the show that we did yesterday, I, I thought my positives, number one, were Chris Boswell. Then I wrote James uh, Washington. Then I wrote Mason Rudolph, Devin Bush. And I thought Ulysses Gilbert also looked fantastic. I think those guys were great. So who do you think are were your most positive guys? Boswell, to me, his performance in last night's game was the most important. As well as Bush looked, Bush doesn't score points. You know, Boswell scored points. And a lot of times on your team, your, your place kicker is going to be the guy that scores the most points. Boswell has the potential to put three or one on the board in every single game. And we saw the inconsistency with the kicking game last year. And if you want to point to just one thing uh, on the Steelers' demise last year and their ability not to make the playoffs, you know, a lot of it can be largely pointed to Chris Boswell. If Boswell kicks better, they play better, they win more games, and they get in the playoffs. Uh, let me um, look through the live chat again. Ryan O'Toole, Washington impressed, also like Gentry. I agree with you there. Um, let me jump into some other people in here. Uh, Michael Tuwell or T-Well, Ulysses had a great game for being a six-round pick. He had a great game for being an any-round pick, and that's what I'm talking about. That That's why talent trumps chemistry. This guy is a six-round pick. Did you guys see how electric his body was? Did you see how electric his body was? Just how he was flying around? Just how quick twitch he was? I mean, that's talent. That That's when you guys, when you have a roster, when you have a guy that has the physical gifts of Ulysses Gilbert, and he's on the bubble to make your squad, you got a squad. You got a talented squad, and that will show up on the field. Let me jump through. Dave Snowden, I think James Washington took the number two receiver spot. I said that last night as well. I, I, I think the way he looked, the confidence he looked, now the back shoulder touchdown pass for Mason Rudolph, yes, they were teammates, but you want a guy that you drafted high to dominate bumps. If you're a second-round draft pick and, and, and a receiver as accomplished as he was in college, you want him to dominate bumps. And he absolutely dominated bumps. He looked confident. The routes looked crisp. The amount of separation. The way he caught the football. 
the Tommy toe tap that he tried to do, which I thought was a touchdown. That boy been in the lab. He, that boy been in the lab. Him and Rudolph have both been in the lab, been tinkering, trying to get the formula right, add a little ass, a little base to try to get it all right. <coughs> Excuse me. He's absolutely been in the lab. He's been doing his thing. Let me jump into a few more of these questions. Double D said, Hodges looks interesting to me. I think Hodges does look interesting. He does. I mean, I don't know if he's going to get that last quarterback spot. I don't know. You know, if he will, but but definitely he does look interesting. I mean, I, I think maybe he's a practice squad guy for sure. Let me jump into some of the comments as well as I scroll up in the live chat. Uh, Cree also said, when are players like Mr. Third and Fifth and Mr. Rapper? No, it's butt naked get robbed. Le'Veon Bell's name is Mr. Butt Naked Get Robbed. That's his name. It's not Mr. Rapper, Mr. Butt Naked Get Robbed. If you guys don't know the story, look it up about how he got robbed by the two garden hoes. And, you know, it's Mr. Butt Naked Get Robbed. Um, let me jump back through it. Uh, Michael also said there were no holes for him. Uh, I don't know who he was talking about when he said him. Shanna Yvette Mason had a nice arm and patience. I think you're correct. I think he looks solid there. Uh, <laughs> Grayson laughed at Mr. Butt Naked Get Robbed. Uh, Michael chimed in that Devin White only had one tackle. Um, uh, and there was this whole battle, you know, in the offseason, there was this debate about the Devins. Look, Devin Bush looked dynamic, he was all over the place. And the one thing I really liked about Devin Bush, he was a finisher, he was a finisher. Uh, Snowman chimed in, big up the snowman, big up to you for the super chat. Who surprised you and who didn't? I think Ulysses Gilbert surprised me. I think he absolutely surprised me. Devin Bush, to a certain extent, I was expecting that. That was my expectation about that. Uh, James Washington surprised me, but I think Ulysses Gilbert surprised me. He surprised me that, that a guy as athletic and as fast as him all over the field like him, uh, that he's a guy that they got in the sixth round who didn't. Uh, who surprised me? Who didn't surprise me? I guess so. I guess Bush didn't surprise me. I, I was expecting that, given his visual measurables and, and what I and, and what I saw from him at Michigan and his ability to play sideline to sideline. You know, I, I did see that. I, I did expect that, and that did not surprise me. One issue that stood out to me for Devin Bush was there was a pass completed over him in the scene to a tight end, or I think for a 15-yard gain, where he had depth, but because of his stature being 5'11", the ball was completed over his head. Now, I've had people on my Facebook page, Big Up to Christian, um, mention that as an issue, and, and I cautioned him to watch the game. But it did show up, so I think the issue is valid. I think there are going to be times when Tight ends may have the ability to high point a ball over Devin Bush because he's 5'11". I think what he'll have to do is he'll have to get closer in coverage so he can be more hip-to-hip -hip or back-to-chest to combat those balls. And he'll have to get more depth in his drop to try to squeeze that passing angle so the quarterback may look another direction and not pass that guy the ball. Uh, let me jump into another question. 
Um, Cree said, is it true that no player on the Steelers D has ever had 10 tackles in one half until last night? Uh, that's a question for Dave Schofield. Dave, if you're listening to the program, is that true? I don't believe that's true. You know, I don't, I don't believe that's true. The Steelers have had a tremendous amount of great players. I, I would doubt if that's true. If it hasn't, some of that is a little distorted because to get 10 tackles in the first half, you, your defense has got to be on the field a long time, and that might not be a good thing. You know, Tampa Bay did start out uh, and have a lot of long drives and did have some success. So I, I would take that with a grain of salt. I wouldn't necessarily think of that as absolutely a positive. It's just, I think, an anomaly of the fact that Tampa Bay had the ball a lot. And you may not have seen that in the past uh, because uh, of some better offensive performances by the Steelers offense and keeping teams off the field and getting teams off the field on your defense as well. Flying high PA asks, how tall is James Washington? I think James Washington is 5'11", but I think his wingspan is equivalent to a guy like 6'6". I mean, the guy has super arms. And it goes back to a basketball thing, and it goes back to Devin Bush. I'm not sure how long Devin Bush measures because in basketball, height is important, but length is more important. So I say that, and I simply mean you could be a 5'11", dude, but you could have the wingspan of a guy 6'8". So in those cases, when you both jump, if you have 40-inch 40, 40 vertical leaps, the guy with the longer arms is going to win out. So length trumps height. So if you have a combination of height and length, then you're absolutely outstanding. But I think he is 5'11". Devin asked, can you please explain the reason why Tampa Bay's tight ends were getting open whenever they wanted? It's hard to see it. It's hard to explain it not seeing game film. Uh, I think they were just running the seams and really exploiting some of the gaps and probably a lack of chemistry, on-field chemistry, between guys and trying to squeeze those throws. I don't think it's something to be concerned with. To Logan's point, it is a soft zone. They're playing really a soft zone. They're not really contesting or challenging throws in the zone. Also, sometimes it's situational where, you know, they're just not trying to get beat behind them, but they're trying to keep everything front in front of them and tackle and run the clock. So I wouldn't be too concerned um, about the soft zone that was played. But again, chemistry is overrated or friendistry is overrated. It is absolutely overrated. Uh, Mr. First Name, Last Name. Oh, I love that handle. That might be the best handle that I've read in a long time. Props to you. Mr. First Name, Last Name. Love that. Simplicity always wins. That's simple and effective. And it's awesome. He said, just joined. So sorry if this was covered already. But what's the thoughts on Switzer? Nobody had any thoughts on Switzer. So you're not late to the party. Ryan Switzer is what he is. Um, one thing I do say is I hope somebody could take his spot in kickoff and, and, and punt returns. I, I, you know, punt returns especially. Um, you know, he's the guy whose feet move really fast, but he doesn't move anywhere. Just think of a hamster wheel. <laughs> like his feet are running like but he's not winning. Um Thomas Wright said Devin Bush's wingspan is 44 inches. James Washington's wingspan is 66 inches. Good Lord. They should call James Washington the albatross. Uh, 
So yeah, correction. He said sixty-eight. Good lord, sixty-eight wingspan. So to Thomas's point, so what is that? So if you were to convert wingspan or, or wingspan of sixty-eight inches to Thomas White, I'm gonna ask you a question. What would that convert to in height? So a person with a sixty-eight inch wingspan, how tall typically would they be? So answer that in, in the live chat. I would love to get to get your answer on that. Uh, Spencer looked good. I agree. Way Johnson one chimed in. What are your thoughts on the Edmonds brothers? I thought Edmonds looked really good. I thought the safety Edmonds, safety Edmonds and running back Edmonds. I thought safety Edmonds looked good with the pass break up in the end zone. I think he's playing fast. He looked faster and he looked more certain. That might that was a play that he might not make last year. Running back Edmonds, I thought he looked better than Benny Snell. I think the problem with him is that he was not drafted. He's not the original draft property of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I think that's his problem, and that will always weigh into the evaluation between him and Benny Snell Jr. I always talk about the three Ps, performance, pedigree. You know, that's one of them. You know, uh, you know pedigree is one of them. Um, so, um, you know, the pedigree, he loses in the pedigree of the three Ps. I know I didn't say the third P because I think I kind of sort of forgot. But anyway, it is three Ps. Uh, and so he loses out in the pedigree. I mean, in pay, pay is the third D. Performance, pay, pedigree. Uh, they're both cheap players, so that doesn't matter. It's the pedigree thing. And I think that's why he'll lose out, I think, in terms of a roster pot. I think he's much more athletic, bigger, more burst, more lateral quickness, and a much better athlete than Benny Snell. And a more decisive one-cut runner from what I saw last night. Um Austin Hall, thoughts on underwhelming performance by Dante Spencer? No, not much. You know, not not much. I think, you know, all these guys have to grow. Uh, Mr. First Name, Last Name, he said 68 is 5 feet 8. Really? That That's interesting that his wingspan. So what is the wingspan of a guy 44 inches? Is that like 4 foot 2? Um. Oh, that's interesting that Mr. First Name, Last Name says that a 68-inch wingspan translates to 5 feet 8. I would have thought it would have been taller because, I mean, his arms look disproportionately long for a 5 foot 11 guy. Can somebody check Mr. First Name, Last Name's calculations and math on that? Uh, yeah, he's – okay, thank you. Mr. First Name, Last Name just said – Oh, sorry, my bad. I was just converting. Absolutely. That couldn't be right. Logan laughed. <laughs> Logan also said this can't be right. Um, to Michael Tool's point, Holton did look pretty good. Looked really fast on that 50-yarder. Uh, Got to finish that. Got to get in the end zone. Uh, Mike is right. Biddy didn't have uh, – he didn't have a lot of holes, but I just wanted to see more burst, especially more balance. Um, especially on that play when he tried to bounce it outside and tried to stiff arm the corner. You know, if you have really good lateral quickness, you you can give that corner the dead leg and take that bounce to the outside. Uh, <laughs> come on, Mr. First Dave, last Dave. You can't try to do the conversion and then blame the fact that you studied history, not math. So if we have a mathematician out there, what does a 68-inch wingspan convert to? Uh it's, it's got to be long. Um, Cree asked, who's your camp phenom? I don't believe in camp phenoms. I told you, don't believe most of what you read and half of what you hear. Do the um, 
you, you know, the Edgar Allan Poe theory, uh, you know, don't believe any of that stuff. Even the stuff that I tell you or that we tell you, I mean, believe some of it. It's all in context to the game. You, take what you hear with a grain of salt and it's context in it's context in the game. Watch how it, it performs in the game. So balance out what you read because I definitely want you to consume our stuff. We're trying to give it to you honest, but we don't know in particular, especially with the young guys, because we have to see it on the field. It has to manifest itself on the field in a performance. Um, Lee Willis chimed in. You're absolutely right. Benny Snell <laughs> looked like he had cement shoes. Hey, Lee, you must be old school. I love that reference to cement shoes. That's an old school reference. Big up to you because he did look like he had cement shoes. Maybe he had dead camp legs. Um, you know, maybe he had dead camp legs. I don't know. He, he, you know, he did look dead. Um, tight ends didn't do anything. I'm not confident in the third tight end position. You know, they didn't do anything. Um, uh, Cree chimed in. Uh, you guys are great. Love the honesty. Everybody is still killing Mr. First Name, last name about his bad conversion. Mr. First Name, come on, man. Mr. First Name, last name, come on, man. Northside, stand up. That's right, Lee. That's right, baby. 15233 Columbus Avenue, Pennsylvania Avenue, Manchester, baby. You know how we get down. We keep it thorough. We keep it real. 15233. Peppies and Shamrock, Western Ave. Let's get it. Uh, I know Tool chimed in. What will you be looking forward to in the next game? I I'm looking forward to improvement. I'm looking for the young players especially to play with a little bit more confidence. And I I'm looking hopefully to no injuries. And I, I just want to see how they take that small step, that baby step forward next week after they've got a taste of this, if they can play with more confidence and see what they do. Uh, big up to Johnny Blaze. I don't know what he meant by minorities killing the game, I guess. Um, Grayson Brown. Benny Snell looked a bit scared, like he had some game jitters. Mason was a general. Nah, he looked like he had cement shoes. That's what he looked like. He looked like he was slow. That's what he looked like, like he had uh, cement shoes. Uh, so anyway... This has been fantastic. I think um, if you guys have a few more questions before we conclude, ask anything. Um, I have no idea uh, you know, how long we're going to keep this going. But if you give me some good questions, we'll keep jumping into them. Maybe we'll keep it going for a couple, a few more minutes. Um, uh, Nick Mark, uh, you got to love the two syllable names, Nick Mark. I mean, it just comes out real quick. Um, Snell had a good screen pass, had a really good pass of blocking. That's why they were so high on him. Well, after he was running, uh, they might not be as high on him because, again, I, I just did not see it. But it was glad the Steelers got a win. I mean, the most disturbing thing about the game overall to me was the fact that it just went so long. I mean, the challenges. The funny thing was challenge was Tomlin lost the challenge again. I'm going to guess, and this narrative is going to be spun during the year that Tara Austin didn't tell him to challenge that. Uh, what's the day for the first draft cuts? I think the cuts come in two weeks. I think the cuts come in two weeks, and I think they cut it down to – I don't think there's a 75-man 70 cut anymore. I think it's just one cut. So I think it's in the next two weeks. They go from this roster, and I think they take it all the way down to the 53-man roster. I think it's just one cut now, and I think they keep the roster size larger in general now. 
Uh, I, I think they made that change in the last couple of years. Um, I think, uh, uh, yeah, and Jeff chimed in, one cut to 53 after week four. Yeah, that's right. It's one cut now. It used to be cut to 75, but they got rid of that. Thank you, Jeff, for chiming in. Uh, flying high PA, we're going to get out of here. Uh, maybe the O-line held Snell back, though. We'll have to wait and see. We will have to wait and see. Um, you know, we can be a little bit patient with these guys. Um, so you know, let's just wait and see. I think the, the, the first game was exciting, man. We got Steeler football. We got Steeler football back. And as Steeler fans, rapid Steeler fans, diehard Steeler fans, that's what we want. Steeler football is back, baby. The hard hits, the getting down, get busy watching, the excitement we have every Sunday, the excitement we have listening to all the podcasts, um, everything that we do, man. This is all about the love and the passion of the game. And Nick Mark is hilarious. And we might conclude the program on that. Tom is not going to stop until he actually wins a challenge. Thank you, Grayson, on the comments on the Gray Show. But as always, how do we conclude the program? We do it the same way all the time. Tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe.